This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. This is Steve Olsher hanging out with Richie O'Tay. What's up, baby? What's going on? Good, all good, all good. Uh, Mary Goulet, unfortunately, is under the weather, and uh, we wish her well. Wade holding it down in the studio. Kelly's got it under control back at headquarters, and we are hanging out here at Reimagine Radio uh, with a very special guest today, Jared Warner. And what is going on, my man? How are you? Welcome, welcome. I'm awesome. Honored to be here. Yeah, brother. Are you? So you live here in San Diego, right? I do, yeah. Normal Heights for those that know the area. Yeah, so one of the uh, neighborhoods here of San Diego. Awesome. And so you came here, you said, what, in 2008? So you're going on uh, about 10 years now, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, wow. it'll be 10 years this summer. Where uh, where did you move from? Uh, from Thousand Oaks to Mission Beach. Ah, okay. So you would be a Southern California dude, like... SoCal through and through. Through and through. Yep. Sweet, man. So, all right, let, let's do this because I, we got a lot of ground that we want to cover with you here today. And if you're joining us for the first time here on Reinvention Radio, then welcome. Really do appreciate you tuning in. And uh, don't forget, we do broadcast live every Thursday from 12 until 2 Pacific. And you can catch that at reinventionradio.com. And, uh, of course... We appreciate those who are listening to the podcast edition as well. So, all right, my friends. So, Jared, let's uh, let's jump into things here. Uh, specifically, we wanted to uh, to name this episode. So it appears reinventing failure, right? I think that's uh, that's, I think that's right. the name we we ended up settling in on. And so, first of all, let me let me just start with this. I have my own definition of failure. Uh, are you one of those guys that has a definition of what failure is? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's if you quit and give up, you fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't done that technically. I, well, sorry, you're still I here, still standing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are a lot of people who, uh, unfortunately, you know, we take that for granted. Yeah, I mean, really, it's. I, I was saying to a friend of mine the other day that mm, this life is hard. You know, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're broke. It's hard. You got too much money. It's hard. It's like very few people that I know other than Richie Ote, you know, I mean, are just, are, are really in that sense, just, just that, that state of, of have happiness of, of feeling fulfilled of having contentment on a daily basis. And I, I can say that I'm there now. You're there now. I How old are you now? now? Uh, I'll be 38 next month. Okay, sweet. So why are you there now? And what changed? My, my initial goal in life since I was like 18 was to just wake up and do what I wanted to do. Mm. That was my definition of success. Yeah. As long as other people weren't looking, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it was, it was to just do whatever I want to do and mm-hmm. get paid for doing what I love and understanding that that part's going to change. You know, we have many iterations of life and yeah. as long as I could get paid to do what I love, that's happiness. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at today. You but still it wasn't feel always that way? like that. I do. I do yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do, you, do you have a definition of uh, a failure? I mean, then we'll go into success as well. But uh, since we're talking about reinventing failure, I just think it's important for us to define failure in terms of what it generally means. What uh, What do you think, Richie? How would How would you define it? I. Th- from what I remember, because we've talked about this. Because I haven't failed in so long. <laughs> it's like it's been, yeah. Well, no, I think that's why we both have similar definitions. I think failure at its core is just giving up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Okay. Uh, other than that, it's 
a solid life lesson no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. As long as you learn from it. If you don't learn from it, well, yeah, I got the know, third that sucks. One. We, we hear the story of you win or you learn. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, punch those people. Are okay. you one of those people? No, I, I got a third one. Because I'd hug you, but I wouldn't punch you. Yes. Here's the one that make, might make you not want to punch me. You win, you learn, or it makes a better story. Yeah. Or you just lose. Sometimes you no, lose. No, what course. is the problem? Well, no, like, can't we just lose? That's my point. Like, the story is, yeah. if you don't give up... Wait, they, you can jump in any time, brother. You got course, the board wait. there. You don't have to ask for permission. You can just mute us. Yeah, right? Just yeah. put <laughs> pot us down and bring up your own mic. Wade's well, jumping out of his chair over there. Yes, just jump well, in. Well, I'm just you know, wanting you guys to you know, finish Mr. your thought and everything. Um, simply, failure is... Uh, and sorry, I can't remember how you're going to phrase it. The process, okay? You're failing so, right now, yeah, Wade. You're exactly. failing. So, failure is growth, okay? Science. I, if I'm a scientist, I make a, a presupposition of what I think could be that more often than not's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go do things to see if what I thought is right or wrong. That's called and, a hyperbole, right? When you guess about what you want something to be? Hypothesis. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so. Exactly. Um, Damn linguistics. And, and they, and so it's constant failure because failure is how I learn what is true and what is not true. Yeah. So only by trying new things can I grow. Mm-hmm. And trying new things, unless I've got a crystal ball and know exactly how it's all going to turn out, yeah. probably isn't going to turn out. So I can't tie myself to the failure. Mm-hmm. It's you know this is back to it's not the destination; it's the process. Mm-hmm. Failures happen as you try things. Don't sweat it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so so my definition of failure is success with an unintended ending, and that's uh, that, that's how I look at it. Right, success with an unintended ending, and just because things didn't go exactly as you envisioned them to go, or wanted them to go, or hoped that they would go, it doesn't mean that you, by any definition, are a failure. You know, and I think that's just kind of what happens in life, man, is we, is we set that, the bar. Is that that? It's in a great good? book, by the way. What is your, what is the uh, the name of that book? I got a lot of those in there. Yes. It's a feel-good statement <laughs> of the year. You feel good sneaking out in you again? Like uh, Mr. Sarcastic over there? No, like, it. I mean that. Like, I really do mean that. But I also do think that we get to the point where uh, we don't, we don't celebrate failure, right? And, and not right. that we need to celebrate it, but uh, what, what does that, when I talk about celebrating failure, what does that mean to you, Jared? Yeah, I mean... Uh, I wear my failures like a badge of honor, honestly, um, because it looks it means, good on you, by the way. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> it, it means that I went for it. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to take risks. Yeah. I'm always willing to take risks. Um, now I'm probably smarter about it, more mm. calculated. Mm. Um, but I've taken runs where I literally risked every dime I had many, many times. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it paid off. Many times it didn't. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with it. And you were broke, right? I mean, like... 100% broke. Right. Uh, probably 150. So for you, you to risk that. it all, like, people say, oh, we risked it all. No, you didn't. You know? Like, you, you still had something to fall back on. Like, don't, don't give me that I risked it all thing. Like, like you literally, like, take us back to, to some of that. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll preface it by saying that my first failure came after 11, 12 years of pure success. So, like, everything I did just worked. And I thought it was because I was just so awesome, right? And that failure just doesn't happen to me because mm. everything I do just works. And it started from my first online business, which was in 98. Nice. My brother and I just hit everything out of the park. Um, it was an inventory-heavy business, and we never made a purchase that we did not sell 
first that we or didn't uh, that we didn't uh, you took an inventory sell, right? and you that we sold didn't all. that we okay. like so we never made a bad move mm-hmm. where we were like oh we made a mistake we sold everything we bought mm. and we sold it for at least double wow everything wow great business yeah so um for sure right, right? like what were you selling that i mean were we talking like just a couple of SKUs? Are we talking hundreds of SKUs? I mean, what, um, I just want to put a little context two, around this. Two main core products and then a bunch of other stuff. Crack? Was it, it, was, it was, uh, <laughs> was it? Rotary, rotary race engines and uh, rotary transmissions, RX-7 transmissions. Really? We imported them uh, from Japan. Now that's common practice. Back then it wasn't. Uh, back then they were bringing in Honda and Acura stuff. Wait, so this Toyota is not like stuff. we're not going like not like those little remote control race cars. No, no, talking. this is a real real engine. And wow, we built them and put them into um, all kinds of things: boats, airplanes. That scared the hell out of me. That, it's like going in a freaking airplane when it leaves our shop. Well, I mean, you're talking about like a, a hundred thousand dollar unit. Then I mean, some of those things had to be really, really. Yeah, ex- they they weren't that much. Um, and and actually, that's why we were successful. Our competitors built. High end, really high end stuff, and at the time when they started their companies, the cars that they were building them for were worth a lot of money. Mm. At the time we entered the market, the value of those cars you could buy them for five hundred dollars. Wow! Nobody's going to give you ten thousand dollars for an engine, yeah, or more sure. when they bought the car for five hundred bucks. Yeah, absolutely. but are they going to buy it for a thousand bucks? Yeah, used? Are they going to buy it for twenty five hundred fixed mm-hmm. up? Of yeah. course. So we we made money hand over fist, and we smashed them, and they copied us. So. That was uh, how I started. Then I went into family business, um, went into a couple things, corporate things. I was successful in everything. Never Hadn't failed yet. Come to San Diego, and there was a guy who knew me to be successful. He, he was like, this dude's successful. I'm not. He owned about 300 websites, wanted my help monetizing them. Uh, what qualified me to do that? Nothing. Yeah. I hadn't sold advertising on a website before. It was 2008, summer of. And the bottom was falling out of earth. His websites had no name, no name recognition. Um, I hadn't sold it before. I had a BMW place on the beach, bank account full of cash. And I'm like, sure, I'll just do this. I'll work on my tan. I'll work out. I'll do this a couple hours a day. And I'm like basically retired. This is Mm. awesome. Mm -hmm. I was 28 years old. I was in the best shape of my life. My credit score was through the roof. Things were rocking for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, by all uh, all measures, anything you wanted to check, Mm -hmm. I was rocking until I wasn't. Mm. So I lost literally everything. That brand new BMW had to, it was a voluntary surrender, Mm -hmm. but really it's a repo Mm -hmm. that I didn't make them chase me for. Mm -hmm. So I... I went to the BMW dealership, handed them the keys, and went, you know, can't make the payments anymore. All right, so the question is, what the fuck happened, right? I mean, yeah. like, everybody's sitting there going, okay, dude, so you had it all, and all of a sudden you got to turn in your BMW. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I took a, I took on a, a project that, you know, out of arrogance, I thought I could make it work because I made everything else work. Yeah. And I didn't have a ton of experience in the other things until I did, right? So it, it wasn't like I hadn't done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just thought I could make that work, but there was just everything in the world against me. It was inexperience. It was arrogance on my part. What was that business? Well, also so, timing. If you're talking 300 websites at that point in time and Penguin, Penguin and Panda and all that stuff's Dude, about to come. like smashed it. Smashed yeah. you. Yeah. And so Those he, are not just for my folks out there. Those are, those are not zoo animals. These, <laughs> these are actually updates to, to Google right. their algorithm and that sort of things. Let's, yep. let's make sure people understand us. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. So, so, so website I, stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to help him monetize a couple that were good in concept, right? So they were like um, 
restaurant things that were local niche, and he ranked like you know on the first page. Even the, what were the rich, what were the restaurants? Richie probably knows them. What were no, they? No, it was it, he, he was going to try to drive traffic to the websites. So there was a, a free and a paid model on it. So you get free, but then you get your menu and you get mm-hmm. directory and you get all this other stuff. You get preferential treatment. Um, so it was like a sort of like a site in a box kind of thing and all that. Yeah, but it was more it was more of like a directory that led to a site in a box. It was ah. a really cool concept. To be honest, and and he he was crushing it on all the keywords, but he couldn't sell anything to anybody, and he couldn't monetize anything. Um, and so I was trying to do that with local businesses in Thousand Oaks because that's where I knew him from. Mm-hmm. And you know, people didn't want to invest. Man, they were scared. They they couldn't mm-hmm. make payroll. Um, restaurant business is tough anyway. It was real tough then. Yeah, and it, it just failed. And I I didn't have the answers for it, and I wasn't used to that. But people are trying to put two and two together now. So we're, because I'm assuming people are thinking the same things I'm thinking, yeah. which is so you're trying to do this. Uh, I, I mean, how did you lose all of your money if you're just trying to help somebody? It was I didn't have a source of income. That was it. Mm-hmm. And so I was living off of savings, which was substantial until it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. So I, yeah. I spent all my money. I had a, a place on the beach in San Diego. I had a BMW. I had yeah. I had expenses. Um, I had fine taste in food and but you're a smart dude man i mean at some point didn't you wake up and you go wait a minute i got way too much going out and not enough going in i mean at some point yeah when you ran out of money yeah (laughs) right (laughs) eventually yes steve i did it was way too late no i mean like seriously you're a smart dude so how did that happen to you you know one of my one of my best qualities is I'm insanely optimistic. Mm. One of my worst qualities is I'm insanely, insanely optimistic. optimistic. <laughs> so every day I woke up and I didn't feel pressure. I did. I wasn't worried. I was optimistic. Yeah. And so I just hit it, and I hit it, and I hit it, and I got down to three dollars. Hit three dollars net worth. Three dollars one dollar bills. Closed all my accounts down. I didn't have anything. I had to cash out my investments. I had to cash out everything and turn in the BMW, as I told you, and I had to get a job, mm-hmm. which to me as a – That signals I'm the an, end right I'm there. an entrepreneur like- and I'm an entrepreneur through and through. And so that was like the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on a plane to freaking Oklahoma in late 2008 after losing all my money and uh, you know, living – on the beach in San Diego, and I'm going to Oklahoma to work with this guy for a couple of weeks. I don't even like the guy. In January, man, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in January, and it yeah. was it was frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way I actually survived until I got a paycheck was that job paid all expenses for that two weeks mm-hmm. on that trip. And when I got back, I got a couple of grand, and oh, so nice. um, I was back on my feet and yeah, so plotting my next venture. So, do you think you got complacent? I mean, did totally. you get you got complacent? 100%. You got lazy? You got I yeah. mean, well, how would you define it? Yeah, uh, I, I would I would define it all of the above. Yeah, I got totally complacent, arrogant, um, arrogant, lazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. because and I and I say lazy in a sense that you know I did go to work every day and I did try to make things happen, but I didn't put as much energy and effort as I should have. Um, and the reason I didn't was because the previous ventures I didn't have to I mean I knew my my stuff cold yeah I woke up I rolled out of bed I could you could wake me up at 3 a.m and I could have closed the sale like I was uh, I had my life and everything in order and things just worked mm-hmm. and that didn't yeah so so when you look back then on that period of time what would you have told your your younger self then if, if you had an opportunity to to chat with with you, I mean, today's Jared versus that Jared. What? Uh, so people, let me put it in the context of what should people look for in their own lives? Yeah, you know, and 
a lot of people say burn burn the ships, you know, and all that stuff, and don't turn don't turn back and just go all in. And yeah, you're a coward if you don't burn right, the ships. You know, you know, it's like wait it, a minute. It's that easy to say when sense. you've got a, a business that's making money, and that's where I'm at now. But yeah. you know, it's real easy to say when you're when you've made it and you've crossed that, and you go, yeah, man, that's what I would have done. Yeah, sure, okay. Mm-hmm. But and for some people, it's going to work, and for others, it's just not. And for me, at that point, it didn't. And so I would say bring in some extra income in some capacity. You have to have some money coming in from other channels, and then you can take a risk however you want. Mm -hmm. So part risk, part safety, and go for it. Yeah. So 2008, things pretty much fall apart. I mean, because you moved to San Diego within a year of moving here. And for those folks who are considering moving to San Diego, please know this is not what happens to everyone. San Diego is not the place where you come and lose it all. Just for clarity's sake, I don't want people to be San afraid. Diego's Although awesome. maybe we should say that so some people don't live, but then that affects our real estate pricing. Oh, it's going up regardless. It's going up regardless. Okay, so you come here, things obviously go to hell for you. You're at rock bottom. You start picking up a, a couple of clients or two, and you start doing marketing for them. Is that where things yeah. went? Yeah. Uh, so I, I got a job at that point and mm-hmm. was going to rebuild. And then I had one more failure. I had two more failures, actually. So the next failure um, was a company called The Sports Guys. And you're a sports fan. I like sports. Sure. Yeah, sports fan. Water so you, sports specifically, but yes. So you, you, if you go to a bar and you say, can you put on – Whatever this game is, yeah. what do they ask you? They say, "What's what channel is it on?" What channel is it on? Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know what channel it's on. It's your bar. It's your. I don't know what do you, do you have Direct TV. What I don't know what the hell is going. Just yeah, put the freaking game on, right? Yeah. So, a buddy of mine and I found the data that has all of that information in terms of where you can watch what. So it, it has wherever you are by zip code, by whatever sport, by sweet. whatever, every single thing. Yeah. So that was sweet except for the fact that it was in this weird data collection, data mining thing. This is in you know 2009. Yeah. By the and, way, if the, if the mics are picking up what's going on here, just note um, this is the end of the world right now. We are literally under attack. No, we, and we uh, thank you for listening. And we thank you for listening, right? No, we're, we, we're over by, a, what is that, a Marine base over there? Or Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. So there's a, there's a big helicopter evidently right now over the studio that just passed. But I just want to make sure we, we are okay, folks. Don't worry. We survived. Yes, we survived. So, the show goes on. So, yeah. Okay, so the sports guys, yeah. you were saying we've got all these channels. and yeah. So we, we collected all that data, and it needed a program to take that data and put it into – human consumable form so you mm-hmm. know what it is right and so it's like a downloadable digestible guide based on whatever your needs are so i'm in san diego and we've got direct tv and we got this and here's the guides and it produces it daily weekly monthly whatever you want mm-hmm. so I, we hired a guy a programmer to do this whole thing and we went through several iterations and they were wrong 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 so the it data was, was there you just needed to build like a ui some some easy oh, way for people API to stuff. yeah man and um the guy that we hired just wasn't capable of of doing it, mm-hmm. and it looked like he was. So it, it got to a point where it was like 99% complete, and mm. I quit that job. Oh. 99% complete. And that became Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. And so, so I'm, I'm on a – on a flight to meet my business partner, he's on a business trip. I quit my job in uh, – I'm in Atlanta at the time mm-hmm. and I flew – not living but just working. 
And I was uh, flying to meet him into Houston. We were going to just travel around the country, and we were going to start selling our guide. I got an email right as I boarded the plane, and they said, we're like hours away from this thing working. I'm like, sweet. I'll be in the air for a couple hours. And when I land, I got a product to sell, and I'm hitting the ground running. Entrepreneurship, here we go. This is 2.0. I land, and it's still 99% done. There's little errors, but you have to go through the guide like with a fine-tooth comb to look at it to understand what's wrong. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it obvious. So it's like a duplication or one, a channel's wrong. It's just not correct. So we had a, a second pair of eyes look on it, another programmer who was like highly recommended. He was also like three times the price, which mm-hmm. is why we didn't hire him. So he went back and, and looked at it and said the baseline of the code was incorrect. So the entire thing needs to be torn down. It's always going to have this error. Mm. And it's, he said it was a miracle that it even got to that point. He doesn't even mm. know how they layered code on, on top of code to make it get to that point. But it's never going to be 100% right. Mm. And it's going to be you know, thousands of dollars. It was like ten grand or something to fix the problem that that dude created yeah. and start over. He didn't have ten grand, And so we were out of business within freaking days. Yeah. So, so that technology died on the vine. Died on the vine. And so here you are. I lost thousands. We invested. And time, right? And so time. money, time, energy, the whole nine. And so here you are without a viable product. You're back at square one again. I mean, at some point, are you starting to question your abilities? I mean, does it, does it, Never. I mean, if, if you had the Midas touch before, you know, and now you got the, the touch that's killing things. Yeah, like no, the, you know, the Medusa you know, I, touch, right, or uh, something like that. But yeah, are you are you starting to question any of this? No, um, total conviction. I'm I'm always going to push forward. I'm never going to give up. It's just not even a an option, not an option at all. Yeah. And yeah. so I I got one more failure for you. I went from that one into a business called Five 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 Text, and we see it all over mobile marketing, um, text message marketing, like restaurants and salons and oil change places they use it and send you coupon codes and Mm -hmm. reminders and all that stuff well i had that in 2009 2010 and it was way over people's head that was another one i lost thousands in just because people couldn't get it and i was first and so i was the one who was educating the marketplace Mm -hmm. and you know people walked over my dead broke body and right (laughs) and were successful in it yeah, that so, was the last failure. No, I was just going to say um, part of what's hard about that when you're doing something new is the vernacular is not even in place to talk to the people that you know. You're kind you, of got a futurist, futuristic yeah. look at what's going on, and everything you did kind of had like, oh yeah, this of course this could work. Yeah, but mm-hmm. when everyone else doesn't quite know, hey, just. Facebook right around the corner. If you just stick it out, wait till you see what Facebook marketing is going to be yeah. in a few years. Wait the till Facebook just... is super cool. You yeah. guys should check it out. <laughs> you right? don't know all this stuff yet. No yeah. one even has the vernacular at all. Vine was still big or whatever, like mm-hmm. just about right. So it's just it's real interesting to see, um, you know, that timing thing back yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, it was. And, you Almost know, too back, early. Back, it was totally early. And back then people thought the biggest objection was they thought we were spamming cell phones now. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so they that. wouldn't sure. even listen to anything and go, it's not spam. It's only opt in. That's the only way that they're going to communicate. It's just mm-hmm. like opting into your email. They're opting in mobile. Yeah. It was the same thing, but they couldn't grasp that. It was just way too early. Well, and then here's your buddy, Mike Canings 
a little bit down the road, not yeah. too much farther down the road, and all of a sudden he's doing that on stages saying, hey, text this, this, and it's the beginning of his software that he ends up selling and making good money on. Yeah. Same exact yeah. thing a couple Mainstream of years later. Mainstream marketing machine, whatever. I think that's the iteration you're talking about, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. text, you want this, you're up on stage. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw him do that, I was like, that was brilliant. It was mm-hmm. making your own website. He's like, text this number to this, and then you'd get this, and you hit that, that and that's you got what the it was. link. And, yeah. you know, that's thing. what it was. Yeah, man. So, so fast forward then to today, and and again, look, I'm I just want folks to get a, an understanding of it is completely uh, acceptable. It is completely okay to to do all of these types of things that Jared has tried to do here, and and you know some iterations of Jared have have gone well and. Others not so well, but obviously, as you're sitting here today and in a position where you know we wanted to talk to you on the on the show, I mean, clearly, uh, all of those trials and tribulations and brain damage that you incurred brought you to the place where you are now. That's yep. made you who you are now. And so, uh, so two things, and, and then let's actually let's start with just the the concept, the question around. So, what is it that you are doing? now and uh, and then i've got a a follow-up to that sure so now i I have a marketing agency done for you agency that's self-sustaining running so i don't really even talk about that um i do marketing coaching is the biggest part of my business Mm -hmm. current i just started it and now it's already made up 50 percent of my revenue which led me to believe that i'm onto something sure immediately caught up um which is awesome and fun so my uh, my dream life the last couple of years has just been to get paid to talk about marketing. Mm. That's what marketing coaching is in my mind. In other people's mind, I save them years off of their you know learning curve. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing for them. But and in my mind, small, I talk about marketing. Small business owners. Are we talking mostly about personal co- coaches, consultants? You know, they say the aces, authors, coaches, experts, speakers, those mm-hmm. type of people. I, I work with. Um, mm-hmm. I work with small business as well, um, but they've got to. They've got to have a, a grasp of technology. I wouldn't say tech savvy, but I would say computer literate. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're in that regard, then, then they're a good fit. So when when push came to shove, $3 in the bank, another failure, another failure after that, did did anybody come with a, a baseball bat and then want to, you know, take down your, your legs and, uh, you know, bust your kneecaps or, I mean, what... What what was the worst case out of all of that? Like, what what happened for you? Worst case, and the, just, just what what did that look like? The worst case, man, was uh, ego, bruised ego. I mm-hmm. had I had you know I wouldn't say arrogant outwardly, um, inwardly definitely um, cocky, thought I couldn't fail, all that stuff, and mm-hmm. um, it was humbling, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, I had. I had debt collectors, but your life didn't end. No, you had to answer some letters. You had to pick or, up the or phone, or not answer, or not answer. <laughs> right? Yeah, you didn't have to pick up the phone. Right? I, I, I actually find they it call my friends. I mean, they, I, I had a, a buddy who used to get calls all the time. Uh, have you seen Jared? Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do actually find it interesting that, especially like when you have a mortgage and you buy a house, you make your payments on a consistent basis. You won't hear from anyone. You start missing payments, and man, they will. Call. You will have like this whole litany of new friends that you never knew 
existed. I mean, if you if you're feeling lonely, just stop making your mortgage payments. You know, <laughs> stop paying the light bill, stop paying your credit card. People they will, will show call up. you all the time, right? It's like <laughs> look at all my new friends. So, I mean, obviously, I'm being facetious here, but the point only being the worst case scenario is what I, I mean. What really? What, what's worst, the case worst case scenario? Case like I had, I had fifteen bucks. For like a month or two and worth a, of food, that's a vast improvement over the three bucks. Yeah, I mean that that was that was when it got <laughs> pretty bad. And I'm, right? and I'm thinking, you know, you walk through the grocery store and that's like what you have. Do you that's look at tough, things man. differently now? I mean, like when you go when you buy things, total appreciation. Do you, do you look at pricing now? Are you more aware of your budget? Are you? How For, is that? Fortunately, changed? fortunately, I I don't really have to like look at it and think like, can I afford it? Um, yeah. And I, I think that's a bad mindset thing anyway. To can I afford it? It's, you know, how can I afford it? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I don't have to pay that much attention, but I, I do have total appreciation for um, my current existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, you know, just, just you know, getting rolling to where I, I want to go. So So what do you say then to folks who may have, a good idea around something or have been invited into a, a partnership that maybe they're giving, you know, that maybe Avoid they're just, partnerships. No, well, and, I, mean, uh, I mean, honestly, that's, that's a whole other discussion. I mean, we, Kelly, we should reinvent partnerships at some point. Right. Uh, but I mean, but the point being, maybe they have this opportunity. Maybe they're thinking this is something I could, should, would do. But they're nervous about making that jump. What what advice do you have for for those folks? I would say take calculated risks. Risk what you can – and I wouldn't even say comfortably afford to lose, but risk what you can dig yourself out of if you did lose it. Mm-hmm. So you might want to go stretch a little bit more than what you think you're comfortable just throwing away. See, and I, w- and I would say you could probably triple or quadruple whatever that is. Right, and I agree. From, yeah. from the standpoint of creditors are more than happy to get something yeah. when push comes to shove. Absolutely. And I remember yes, – they uh, will settle. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was married uh, – Richie, you know I was uh, married when I was really young and then got divorced. And then, no, I didn't yeah, that. Yeah, I was married for about two years or so in my early 20s. During the Funky Pickle? Dur- uh, no, after that. Um, after that, like early 20s, got uh, married and divorced. And I remember uh, very specifically that she had uh, taken on a lot of credit card debt. Uh, and I personally worked with the creditors to get her out of that and get all of that settled. Uh, and there were um, well, there were a bunch that were more than happy to get twenty five cents on the dollar. So yeah, because th- I mean they have to sell that debt for about that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just it's just interesting. I mean, when yeah. you think about like how far can you really fall and and what sort of risks, calculated risks, even right, can you take? No matter what happens financially, you can always come back. So. Right. You know, and, and, go for it. And the American system, more so than, than other countries, uh, actually in, in – Encourages uh, it? Well, it, right. I mean, it's a strange thing to say, but – Think about what happened in the time frame. Encourages what? Happened. Let's just – hold on. just want to clarify that. Encourages what? Well, going for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. We're on because the same it's page. almost yeah. – it's pre- pretty much like – where you your bankruptcy and all that stuff is it's kind of in the constitution like you're 
This is part of the American country way. Country of second chances, third it chances, is the and so on. Country and you of can chances. you can get a car with destroyed credit. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, you'll pay for it. I yeah, mean, I had a twenty percent interest rate on my car coming out of that. Yeah, no matter how that real, hurt it, for but sure. I, I paid it off. I made all my payments on time, and I paid it off. And then it it shot up a little bit. My yeah. next one was like seven percent. Yeah. You got a three thousand dollar payment on a two thousand dollar like car. One per, now I can get like one percent, you know. But yeah, it, it took that uh, took a long time. But the system absolutely. I mean, it doesn't necessarily reward it. I mean, maybe that's the wrong term to use. But it's certainly forgiving. Prote- it's forgiving, and it certainly protects you. I mean, that's how bankruptcy law uh, is designed. I mean, it's designed to help you and give you a, a second chance. So you're definitely set up better to start out as a business than an employee in this country. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Yep. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't flourish as an employee mm-hmm. or have a side hustle or whatever the thing is. But yeah. this country is fundamentally set up where you have the ability to flourish farther and faster if you start with the entity of a business and then mm-hmm. yeah. go from there. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So going back to the conversation then around failure and encouraging or not encouraging them, well, let's not go down that rabbit hole at this moment, but what, what words of wisdom, what words of advice do you have then for the aspiring entrepreneur? Let's, uh, let's see if we can, or, and, and, and even maybe some, uh, some quick tips here on, yeah. on how to bring that to fruition. Yeah. So I, I would say test your idea before going all in, mm-hmm. you know, an, an example, yeah. well, uh, like, let's say if you, you got an idea and you think people are going to go gangbusters over it and you're going to make a ton of money. Cool. Yeah. I hope you're right. Like a blanket let's with just, sleeves. Let's just start there. I'm, okay. I'm your cheerleader. I hope you're right. Yeah. Um, the second thing I would say is why wouldn't you just build a landing page, act as if, get opt-ins, see mm-hmm. if people care, run 500 bucks, 1000 bucks, 2000 bucks, whatever you can run in mm-hmm. traffic to it, see if people opt in. If it's e-commerce, see if they buy. Mm-hmm. And when you- they land on the thank you page, just say, hey, you know, you've been... I mean, you could just flat we out. We bamboozled you. Sorry. Yeah. You know, you, doesn't you exist, could, but yeah. You, you, you could, could take their, take their stuff. Uh, I would I would strongly suggest not taking their credit their card. Money, yeah. Um, but I would say that, you know, thank you for joining our, our waiting list. This product mm-hmm. is in development and stay in contact with them. No matter what you do, those people could be your biggest supporters on your next change, mm-hmm. even if it's months down the road. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, going to ask, say, um, what do you consider a big enough sample set when you're testing something so you know that whatever you're comfortable to to get um i i would say look at conversion rate more than total Mm opt-ins you know if you let's say you got a thousand opt-ins but your conversion rate's two percent that probably didn't tell you anything but you you can use that data and just reverse engineer it and say okay if this was real and this was my cost this was my conversion rate and this was my fixed cost Mm -hmm. then my total profit would have been and is that good or is it not? And so you can go back and make changes. Maybe you can get the cost of goods less. You can get the service down. Mm-hmm. You can improve your conversion rates. You learn some stuff on uh, data. Mm-hmm. You can make a lot of tweaks on your marketing campaign. But you learned something, hopefully, from that yeah. and just reverse engineer it and see, was that a profitable venture? If that was legit, was it profitable? Yeah, and, and I'd imagine, too, we are all in, been in this internet game for a while now that – we whether whatever your product whatever your service we all know that it's harder to get that first dollar than the next 999 yep so if you can just get 
anything. Maybe it's the first iteration of a product or a yeah. small piece of what the bigger product's going to be. And, and so hopefully it will, or you're or probably going to be out of business. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you're not like con- continually improving yourself and your business, you're going to be out of business anyway. Yeah. Things change so quickly that if you don't give it everything you got, I mean, I study marketing and business 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. That might be 30 minutes. It might be eight hours but in you're a day. Right. Every single day, I make yeah. sure to You got to go to the something. bathroom at some point, right? Exactly. So, Hooray so, for cell phones. <laughs> so let me ask you that. I mean, we've got a few minutes left here, and then we're going to have to boogie. But just uh, in 60, 90 seconds or something like that, obviously you're knee-deep, as you said. In the marketing landscape, this is what you do. You really help your, your clients individually. You've got other, you know, your agency and so on. Uh, we'll give you an opportunity just to point people in that direction here as we wrap. But uh, give us one, two, or three uh, marketing tips or tools or shortcuts or strategies that you're really fired up about implementing today. Um, I've been getting a lot of success with uh, MessengerBot opt-in to a webinar. Okay. Um, that's been rocking, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been getting a lot of success on automated webinar, uh, very short 15 minutes or less, um, which is totally, uh, for me, I like to lead to a call. That's Mm -hmm. where I'm strong. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would strongly suggest for people to look at your track record in sales and position the outcome to wherever you're strongest. So for me, it's on a phone call or on Zoom. That's Mm -hmm. where I perform the best and get the highest conversion to Mm -hmm. cash. Um, but do whatever works for you. And so um, I'm going to be having an interview with somebody where they close strong in person. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different game. Yeah. It's a whole different game. So real quick, enrollment conversations. I know this is going down a different path here, but in in 30 seconds or so, if you were trying to enroll someone into a, a higher end product program or service, what what does that what's the outline of that conversation for you? What does that sound like? Like um, not sound like, but what are the sort of the the high level yeah, points of that? Uh, so I like to just find the gap wherever the gap is, and then if I'm qualified to fill that gap, I let them know. And so I, I've got a whole system that I take them through, but I don't take them through the whole system. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure to give them high level information on a couple of points, and then before we wrap up, I'll let them know what we didn't touch on. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of value out of this. Here's what we didn't even talk about Mm -hmm. so this is letting them know what you don't even know and then we and then we can make an offer for it and then they know what they're what they're getting and why yeah it works it works pretty well no that's awesome man so obviously glad you didn't throw in the towel and uh i mean even when the going got tough man you stuck through it so you know obviously you're a man of resilience a man who perseveres uh people want to learn from you get more information from you what uh what do you suggest they do where do they go uh 123getfound.com is the website if you mm-hmm. want to book a call with me grow.123getfound just tell me what your challenge is i will solve it i did an open q and a on stage uh and that was the funnest thing in the world so mm-hmm. we'll do that you get 30 minutes of my time let's talk nice and in the last minute here uh you joined us at the new media summit right i did yeah and you're going to join us again in april is that on the docket or maybe in the fall or something uh, of that nature? If, if it's in the fall i can make that one yep. in april i'm going to either be hopefully hawaii okay. or have a supai yeah all right no worries man just uh briefly tell us about your experience there and do you recommend that people go to the new media summit and if so why absolutely um i got eight great interviews but mm-hmm. more than that i got clients out of it out wow. that were attendees um i've got Great connections, uh, podcast interviews um, on my show. Yeah, great relationships. Um, I'm going to be doing a, a summit on somebody's having a, a virtual summit. Virtual. They want me as sure. a guest expert. Um, all kinds of stuff. The connections um, and the quality of the attendees 
really high quality of the people, the icons on stage. Awesome. Yeah. Um, You're not going to find, there is not another version of this. Yeah. Awesome, my friends. All right. Well, Jared Warner, thanks so much for being here. And uh, we do still have a handful of tickets left for April's New Media Summit. Go to newmediasummit.net for details. And we'll talk to you next time on Reinvention Radio. Take care. just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're in a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, then the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Olsher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many people get on the right path and clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step to realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting thereinventionworkshop.com today. No more delays. No more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to thereinventionworkshop.com today. That's thereinventionworkshop.com.